Alright. Hi brothers and sisters. Uh, I hope you had a good week. You had a good week. Uh, I will say a prayer that everybody um, that the Lord keeps evil from us throughout the week and um, leads us out of temptation. We all need to pray that every morning, brothers and sisters. Keeping evil from us covers everything. Rape, robbery, burglaries, diseases, car accidents. Covers everything. So every morning, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about communication with the Lord. The Lord wants you to communicate all day long, right? But He also wants that formal prayer, right? Where He says, close the door. And I I prefer to get on my knees. You know, Daniel got on his knees three times a day. And when Gabriel comes to talk to Daniel, he says, you are beloved by God. That's big, brothers and sisters. Now, I'm, not, I, I'm sure that he was a very righteous man and other things, uh, but um, how wonderful would that be to hear that you're beloved by God only. Uh, and we need to give him that respect. Um, we need to give him his due, right? He died for our sins. So humble yourself, get on your knees, and, and pray to him in the morning and ask him to keep evil from you. And then ask him to lead you out of temptation. And if you're a genuine Christian, you feel confident that you've repented, worthy to receive the Holy Spirit, and you have the Holy Spirit, thank Him for the Holy Spirit every morning. And, to, and ask Him to, to fill you up with the Holy Spirit all day long. You know, brothers and sisters, we can have more of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Scripture says Jesus, Yeshua, had unmeasurable Holy Spirit. You can understand that. It's part of God, right? Um, but, you know, Elijah, with the S-H, tells Elijah that he wants double the spirit. And Elijah tells him, well, if you see me ascend to heaven, you'll receive it. And he does. And he gets double the spirit. And he perform God performs the miracles through him, that vessel. So, brothers and sisters, but remember, if you get more of the Holy Spirit, God says, to those who have more, more is required. What does that mean? That means you're going to have more spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters. To do what? To bring other people to salvation. So I encourage that. I encourage every morning, thank Him for the Holy Spirit and ask for more of the Holy Spirit. And if you haven't received the Holy Spirit yet, or you think you might not have, ask Him to deliver you from the bondage and fill you with the Holy Spirit, renew your mind completely, and ask Him to give you a pure, loving heart, without blemish. Because the Lord says, if your heart is not pure without blemish, you will not see God. That means you will not go to heaven. And you, there's another thing. Ask Him for more love. Ask Him for more love. Alright, brothers and sisters, one more thing. At night, I encourage you to get on your knees and pray and ask forgiveness for whatever sins you've done that you know of. And then ask for forgiveness for sins that you did that you didn't know you did. You know, many times we can be doing things and not know we sin, like a glutton, Scripture says, is eating too much is a sin. So ask Him for sins you did that you didn't know. Gossip is a sin. You can gossip and not realize it. So ask Him. Humble yourself and ask Him for forgiveness. And you know you're forgiven. We're washed with the blood of Jesus, sealed for the day of redemption by the Holy Spirit. So we praise God in Jesus' name. All right, my brothers and sisters, we'll go through some scriptures today. Um, let's cut.
kind of about fear. Now, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it reads, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Now what he's telling us is, you don't have to be afraid of anyone or anything in the world, including the devil, if you have the Holy Spirit in you. Because what's inside of you, brothers and sisters, is more powerful than anything in the world, including the devil. It's part of Jesus. And the devil, he can't stand the word Jesus, or in the Hebrew, Yeshua. You, if you're being tempted, brothers and sisters, and you say, I rebuke you in Yeshua's name, or I rebuke you in Jesus' name, the devil will flee. He cannot stand the word Jesus. He cannot stand to be and hear that. And he will flee when he tempts you if you rebuke him in Jesus' name. You see, with the power of Jesus, you have the strength. You know, he tells us the first and number one commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's in the Book of Mark. He had strength. The Holy Spirit gives you the strength to walk that narrow, straight line that Jesus wants you to walk. And that's to obey the Lord. Another way you can uh, get rid of that devil when he tempts you, because he knows what to go after you. Remember, when you get saved, he doesn't stop tempting you. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy what is God's. So you can sing uh, hymns, Christian hymns. You can read the Bible. You read the Bible, the devil is fleeing. You always have your mind on the Lord, and you will be tempted less. You understand? And always rebuke him in Jesus' name, and he'll flee right then. So we don't have to be afraid of anything. But here it doesn't say not to be afraid of God. We know in Proverbs it says the first step to wisdom is to what? Fear God. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Now, I'm going to show you an example of what God is like in Exodus, in the Old Text, in the Hebrew Text. Um, as you know, Moses goes to the mountain. He's going to get the Ten Commandments. And the Lord tells him, take the people down to the bottom of the mountain. Don't let them come up to holy ground. They will die, even the priests, he says. But I want to show them. I want them to hear me so they can remind their children and themselves to believe in me. So I'm going to pick it up in Exodus chapter 20, verse 18 through 20. This is what happens. Now all the people witnessed the thunderings and the lightning flashes and the sound of trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood far off. Then they said to Moses, You speak with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak to us, lest we die. You see, brothers and sisters, they were trembling, trembling. I don't know if you've ever trembled. I don't know if you've ever feared that bad, where your knees are knocking, okay? But they trembled. Now, we've heard lightning. We've heard thunder. But trust me, isn't that the lightning and thunder there that day? That mountain quaking and smoking because God appeared in fire. You see, God the Father is a consuming fire. You understand? Remember when Moses talked to him, he's in a bush, a flaming bush that does not burn up. 
And he speaks to him in a voice. You understand? Get a concept of what God is, because people do not have the right concept of God. You know, they picture Jesus coming as meek and humble on a donkey. And that's who they think they're going to see in heaven, but they're wrong. When you meet the Lord, when you meet Jesus, the, the, the revelations describes him very different in his glory. His eyes are like flames of fire. His hair is like wool. His feet are burnt brass. And he's white and glowing. You know, when I'm seeing his garment. It's powerful, powerful, brothers and sisters. Now, we read 19. Then said, then they said to Moses, you know, you go up there lest we die. We don't want to, we don't want to do this. And Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to test you. And that his fear may be before you, so that you may not sin. Okay? Now, some people think, well, to fear God is just to give him reverence. Reverence. To give him respect. Scripture says to give older men respect, but to fear God. There's a difference. First off, if you fear God or anyone, you're going to give him respect. Okay? But you may respect the old gentleman in church, but not fear him. You understand? God wants you to fear him. He wanted them to fear him so they would obey him. You understand? Let me show you a few more examples here. Now, we're going to Job. The book of Job, first chapter. And most of you know the book of Job. Job gets tested beyond anybody that will be tested on earth. Okay? But so, I'm just going to touch on one of the tests. First, I'll explain. If you, if you don't know the story, you may not. Okay? God is in heaven with his angels. They come to talk to him. Well, so does Satan. Devil. And God tells Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There's no one like him on the earth. Uh, he's the most righteous, the scripture tells us. Scripture tells us in the very first verse, it says, Job, and that man was blameless, and the upright, and one who feared God and shunned evil. You understand? Now, this is a man, we all know, if you read the scripture, uh, scripture tells us that God will chasten the ones he loves. That's his Christians, brothers and sisters. If you start to go into perpetual sinning, right? Remember we learned last week that if you willfully sin after you receive the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin. Well, God doesn't want to lose you to the devil. And so he'll chasten you <clears throat> physically. He says, if you haven't been chasing, you're not his. And he says he chastens the ones he loves. Why? Because he wants you to come back to the fold. He doesn't want you to lose your salvation, brothers and sisters. He does not want you to choke the Holy Spirit out of you. Remember, we learned that last week. Okay? So he'll chasten us. Well, that's another reason why we should fear God. Because he can chasten us. More times than not, when you get physically ill and you are a born-again Christian, <clears throat> you need to examine yourself. Examine yourself. What have I been doing? Have I been backsliding? Many times you backslide, you just don't realize it. So you need to examine yourself. Another scripture says, if you examine yourself, 
He won't examine you. In other words, he won't punish you. Because you'll examine yourself first. So, whoa, 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 I don't want to be chastened. Because once you've been chastened, brothers and sisters, excuse me, you will fear God. And you don't want to be chastened. But, you know, I think it's Paul who thanks God for chastening him. And David thanks him for chastening him. Because it brings us closer to God. You understand? Alright, so let's read a little bit about Job. A little more about Job. You definitely learn from Job. Alright, so now, and reading from chapter 1, verse 13. Now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their older brother's house. And we'll pick it up 19 through 22. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house. And it fell on the young people. And they are dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. A messenger came to tell David, to, to tell Job that his all his children have died. And now then Job rose, tore his robe, and shaved his head. And he fell to the ground and worshipped. Worshipped, brothers and sisters. The scripture says that we are to thank God for everything. Now that's a tough thing. That's a tough thing to understand. But God knows what's best. Maybe these sons and daughters of his were living a righteous life at that time and then went to be with the Lord. But if they would have lived longer, maybe they would have gotten entrapped like the people from Sodom and Gomorrah and not made it to heaven. See, God can take you at any time. He can take you when you're living righteous. He can take you when you're backsliding. You understand? So he worshiped God. And what does he say? And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. And the Lord is taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all this, Job did not sin, nor charge God with wrong. How many times, brothers and sisters, have you heard someone say, well, you know, that kid was born crippled, or that man was born blind. How could a loving God do this? Right? Well, first off, your answer to that person is God loves him. That sinner, we're all sinners. So much that he sent his only begotten son to die an excruciating, painful death for you and I. That's the love God has. To be that sacrificial lamb so that when and if you sin, you ask forgiveness, it's forgiven for your entire life. Okay? Remember, born-again Christians sin rarely. Ones that are not Christians sin perpetually all the time. So he knows we're going to make mistakes, brothers and sisters, and thank God by the grace of God for what Jesus did for us and what the God, the Father, had His Son do for us. We can be forgiven and we can go to heaven. We get the prize. Jesus died for us. You understand? That's true love. Now let's go back to how could a loving God do that? Everyone, brothers and sisters, has a different cross to bear. Right? We all have struggles in life. He tests us. We all have to be tested. He tests us to see if our love and faith of Him is worthy of 
receiving the crown of righteousness. Salvation. Okay? So we all have to go through tests. Nobody is exempt. We all have to be chastened. Nobody is exempt from this. But what we can learn from Job is, here he is the most righteous person. Okay? And God allows the devil to do these horrible things to him. If you know, he also loses all his riches. And later, he loses his health. Right? And let me show you what his wife tells him. In chapter 2, verse 9, Then his wife says to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. But he says to her, You speak as one of a foolish woman speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God? And shall we not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. You see? You know, God, when you become a born-again Christian, He's going to put a hedge around all of us. He does. And life is really good for us. Don't think it isn't, okay? But I used to hear sermons when I was young, and the preacher would say, you know, when you become a Christian, you think everything's going to be perfect and nothing, no harm's going to come to you. But he said, no, you're wrong, you know, you're going to be tested. And I used to hate those because God put this hedge around me and protected me all my life. And I said, well, that's not happen to me. Well, you know what? All this stuff comes true. Those pastors were correct. And I'm telling you, if you haven't been chasing, you're going to be. If you're his, you're going to be. You, we all have to be tested. And the person who has to raise a child that's crippled or blind, that's their test. That's their cross. Job's cross was way worse than theirs. Okay, Everyone has a different cross. We all have to suffer with Christ. That's what, that's what the scripture says. Okay, He suffered for us. But he also says, the suffering we endure does not compare to the glory that we're going to have in him. We all have a heavenly mansion waiting for us. We're all going to be with Jesus forever and ever. If what? If we serve Him. If we please God and do His will. Now, brothers and sisters, if we're not doing His will, which one of them is obey Him, we can't please Him. Jesus pleased Him and did His will. We also have to bring our brothers and sisters to Christ. The ones that God draws. You're not going to preach to everyone, brothers and sisters. But when the Holy Spirit puts it on your heart, to witness to somebody, share Jesus with them. Share how well He's done for you, what He's done for you. Right? Now, you say, okay, so you're supposed to fear God. Well, you know, what's the most scariest thing to you? I'll tell you. It's going to hell. In Matthew 25, it describes hell it's burning, gnashing of teeth, torment, torture. It says where the worm doesn't die, brothers and sisters, the worm is your soul. So if the worm doesn't die, your soul doesn't die. And then it also tells you that the torment and torture is for eternity. That's forever. Do you understand? So that's your worst fear, right? Okay. Now you say, well, but Brother Job, you told me last week that we're sealed for the day of redemption with the Holy Spirit. It's true. It's your down payment. You make a down payment on a house, on a car, 
It's just the down payment, brothers and sisters. You still have to be tested. You still have to pass the test. You still have to obey the Lord, not in perpetual sinning, not willfully sinning, okay? And so up to the time you die, God judges everyone up to the time that they take their last breath. You understand? So let's look at that, okay? We're all written in the book of life, okay? I know some of you are saying, well, Brother Joe, I'm written in the book of life. I don't care what happens to me. I'm going to heaven. Well, let's look at this. Now, we go to, uh, what happens is, when Moses goes up to the temple, or to the mount, to get the Ten Commandments, you know the story. He comes down, he's been gone for 40 days. This is after God is has released ten plagues, including killing all the firstborn of Egypt, except for the Jews who put the, the sacrificial lamb, the pure lamb without blemishes blood on their door, the angel of death passes them, but kills all the firstborn in the land, including the animals. Okay, well, if that doesn't put the fear of God in you, I don't know what will, right, brothers and sisters? And then we see him do it to Job, because you say, well, the Egyptians were bad, but Job was good and it happened. Right? We need to fear God. So, what happens is, in Exodus 32, when he returns down, God is mad. And so Moses, a man better than I am, he tells God, God, listen, I know they did wrong, I'm paraphrasing, but block my name out of your book instead of them. Well, I would never do that. So, when you go to heaven, I tell you, Moses is really going to have a high place up there. And should. What love is that? Okay? But this is God's answer to that. And the Lord said to Moses, Whoever sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. Do you understand? That's the book of life. Now you say, brothers, Brother Joel, that's the old covenant. We live under the new covenant. Right? Yeshua came, Jesus came, died for my sins, I get the Holy Spirit, I get it written in the book of life, new covenant, new rules. Except for that one, brothers and sisters. And I will show you. So we go to Revelations chapter 3, in the new text, verse 5. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life. You see? So trust me. Can God blot your name out of the book of life? Absolutely. Do not blaspheme him. Do not get mad at him. Do not anger him. Alright, brothers and sisters? Trust me. You know, when uh, Moses, when God tells Moses to go and deliver the people, they don't know more. I mean, they know Moses is living high with the Pharaoh's family. And Moses says, what? God, what do I tell these people? Then what do I tell them your name is? Let's see what God says. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, And God said to Moses, I am who I am. That's what he says. I am who I am. Do you understand? We don't make 
God, what we want him to be, what we think he should be. He is who he is. He told Job, I am the potter, you are the clay, and I do whatever I want. I made the dinosaurs and I can pet them, can you? That's what he tells them. You understand? So we do need to fear God, okay? And we thank God. Just think if the devil was God, he was telling everybody, go out and rape, rob, kill. That would be terrible, wouldn't it? But thank God he's not. He's that loving God who sent his only begotten son to be that sacrificial lamb for you and I so we can be saved. Never question God. Never anger God. And please him and do his will every day. All right, brothers and sisters? Now, one more thing. If you're not saved, he wishes all people to come to repentance. But not all of them do, right? The path to hell is wide, he says. The path to heaven is narrow. So it's like a car. You're in a car. And God is outside the car. But there's no door handle on outside of the car. There's a door handle on the inside. Brother and sister, you have to open the door and God will come into your heart. Fill you with the Holy Spirit. Renew your mind and your heart completely. So if you're not saved yet, just get on your knees, pray to the Heavenly Father to forgive you for your sins, fill you with the Holy Spirit, help you to renew your mind, and deliver you from the bondage. He will. And we'll all be with the Lord in heaven someday. So brothers and sisters, remember, pray up every day, read up every day, and keep the love of Jesus, Yeshua, in your heart. And we'll all be with Jesus in heaven someday. Amen.